0: Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. Just as we're in this time of worship, if you need a touch from the Holy Spirit, how about you lift your hands right where you are. Just lift your hands up to the Holy Spirit. Touch him whatever area you know your needs, and I'll pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, I just pray that you reach out to every single person who needs a touch from you. You know the situations. You know our needs. I just pray you touch, minister, refresh, heal. Do whatever you got to do. We open up our hearts to you. We give ourselves to you. We pray move upon us, within us around us, shake our worlds in a good way, stir us up, make us alive for you, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, it's so good to be together, so good to be together, isn't it great? You know, the Bible says, and uh, I'm just going to go, you can grab a seat if you want. I'm just going to speak for 15, and and then we're going to carry on just catching up with one another. But, you know, today, I don't know if you're aware, today is Pentecost Sunday. So uh, Acts chapter 2 says that the disciples were together in one place, in one room. And the word that the Bible uses is in one accord. In one accord, it means uh you know, mingle, merged, all thinking the same, all feeling the same, all desiring the same. And then it says there was a rushing wind, sound of a rushing wind, shaking. And they saw tongues of fire, just fire, um, flames of fire kind of standing over every person, obviously, in a spiritual sense and that. And and each of them were filled with with what we now know as the Holy Spirit, what we would call baptised in the Holy Spirit. And they instantly began to speak in different languages as God gave them that language. And we know from Acts 2 that there were people from all around the world. I I counted up this morning how many countries, over, over 15 countries from around the world. But it said there were people from every country In the world represented outside, and they heard there was such a commotion with what was happening that they came to investigate what was happening and they found this group of people speaking in languages that they understood, even though they weren't their same people. And they said, What's the deal? We can understand them and yet they're not of us. It says that they were amazed. And yet there were others that that said, nah, nah, they've just had too much alcohol. They're drunk. And then Peter came out from amongst them and spoke. And he said, it's too early. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. It's too early for us to be that tipsy. Not us. And then he went on to talk about Prophecies from the book of um, from Joel and and uh, prophecies that were given, uh, describing that the Holy Spirit would come and talking about Jesus, how Jesus had been uh, tried and crucified and rose again. And at the end of that, it says that that the people listening were concerned at what they heard, and they said, "What?" Must we do? And Peter said, "Give your lives to Christ and be baptized." And they did. And it says that three thousand people were joined to their group that day. Three thousand people. And what I know from um, hearing other people speak and that is that the way they counted in biblical times with that was they would count males. So it wasn't actually three thousand; it was three thousand males. And I was thinking about how do you do the maths on that? I guess if we look at society, males and females are in similar sort of proportions. So you're talking about probably three thousand males, three thousand females, and then all the kids that were around as well. So uh, some some speculate, you know, it could have been eight, could have been ten thousand people. And it said that it was the start of of basically what would go on that we would recognise as the church, the start of the Pentecostal church, which we are part of. Jesus said to them, you know, He foretold it. And He said, go and gather together. I'm going to send my helper, my comforter to come. He said, go and preach the gospel. Teach people about me and teach people about how to follow me and teach them all the ways and I will send the Holy Spirit as well. Isn't that cool? You know, I was thinking there's, you know, in the early part of the, of the 1900s, about 1906, in a little place called Azusa Street in Los Angeles, there was this little house with a bunch of about uh, nine or ten people radically praying for Pentecost to come again. And, and things started to happen. Things started to happen a little bit like Acts 2. And, they, and by the end of three, a three-year period of crazy things happening, thousands of people had gone to what we some now know as the Azusa Street Revival. And it is part of the Pentecostal movement. In fact, they, they, that, they attribute that to the fact that we are here today, that Pentecostal movement that started in the early 1900s and continued and continued and went around the world with miracles and signs and wonders and people, people's lives being transformed and changed. And I find it radical today that our first day back is the day where we focus on the fact that they were all in one accord, all in one mind, and here we are as one back together. Isn't that cool? Isn't that crazy? And so my, my cry for each of you is that you experience everything that the Holy Spirit has to offer you, that you seek the Holy Spirit, that you seek God relentlessly, that you seek Him with every ounce of strength that you have within you, that you seek Him with every part of every part of your being, you seek Him out daily, and that we get out of the boat like Peter got out of the boat and we walk on water, and we're terrified, and we're freaking out because the waves are big and angry, and all we've got out there is Jesus to hang on to. But we know we're in the safest place in the world to be. Isn't that cool? You know, I used to... uh, when I was policing that, I remember I, I worked with a couple of Christians and I remember one night shift saying to one of my fellow Christians, I've learnt there's no safer place than being in the eye of the storm with Jesus when we're policing. Being in the centre of what I know for today is His will and being out of the boat policing with its dangers but knowing I'm where I'm meant to be today. And wherever you're meant to be, being out of the boat, in the storm, with Jesus, each day. You know, Peter, it's sad, really. We just remember the bad stuff that Peter did. We remember the fact that he was the lunatic who came up with the idea of, let's try and walk on water, let's get out of the boat. I'm sure the other disciples were saying, it's a dumb idea, Paul. Sit down, you're gonna embarrass yourself again. Peter, just remember the last time you did stuff without thinking it through, but Pete was gone. You know, but he, he went on to deny Jesus three times or deny knowing Jesus three times. And yet he went on to preach And the Bible says that 3,000 people were added. He denied Christ three times, and then 3,000 people were added to the number because he stood up and didn't deny Jesus anymore, but spoke. God multiplied his denial to uh, counting the males 1,000 times per denial. Each denial, 1,000 people came to know God. Isn't that cool? And that is what God can do in our lives when we give in to Him. We just surrender to Him. And when the Holy Spirit links on and empowers us, because I have no doubt if the Holy Spirit hadn't have linked on and empowered, He would have still been, "Ah, ah, 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 I don't know. I think He probably wouldn't have done that actually because He knew Jesus had risen. He knew, really knew who He was. But He would have struggled. But the Holy Spirit helps us in three ways, three ways. And the first way is it gives us, it's, it recognises our potential. You have tremendous potential in God. And the whole purpose for the Holy Spirit coming, or one of them, is to empower you to live out your potential in God. See, we're not just an accident happen, happening. God has ordered our steps, the Bible says. God has already seen that you're doing stuff that you don't even know you're going to do in the future. God's already seen miracles that you're going to do. You're going you're to stop and you're going to pray for people and things are going to happen in their lives. God's already seen that you're going to do that. You don't know you've done it yet. You're going to have to walk through that difficulty thing. The thing I realize is I can have a power switch. I have power that's available to me. I can have a light switch right here that can turn on lights. I've got electricity at my disposal. But it means nothing unless I come and actually flick the switch, turn it on. So I've got to walk through some stuff. I've got to get out of the boat. I've got to journey and do some stuff. So we've got great potential, and through the Holy Spirit, it can be realised when we work with the Holy Spirit as a co-worker. He will strengthen us. He will journey with us. He will lead us. He will guide us. We won't do miracles. He'll do miracles, but we'll be obedient and pray. I think we get into a, we get into dangerous territory where we think, I'm the one bringing healings. No, I'm not bringing a healing. I'm just praying for someone. I'm just being obedient, Holy Spirit's the one healing people. It's always the Holy Spirit. And I think when, when we keep God in the frame and us back out of the frame, we're, we're in a good spot. We don't let our heads get in the way. Our potential, you have tremendous, tremendous potential in God, phenomenal potential. Second thing Holy Spirit came to do was empower us, as Jesus said, you know, greater Works will you do when the Holy Spirit comes? You know, when the Holy Spirit comes on us, Jesus said, you will do greater works than I've done. I can't figure that out. I can't see how that can be. But He said it. Who am I to argue with Jesus? He will give us power. And the third thing, He gives us peace. He's a great comforter. He journeys with us through situations that would just Would otherwise destroy us. We'd be stuck in mud. We'd be destroyed. We'd be shattered. But the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to have peace in our world, to journey on. You know, you look at Paul. Paul went through a lot. He knew he was going to have to suffer a lot, partially because I think tied up with his previous life, and just his obedience, walk to obedience, and, and just, I think God just saw that he could, he, he was strong enough to be able to deal with it, and that in history, he would be such a marker, strong marker to us, but I don't think he would have been able to do it if the Holy Spirit wasn't there, journeying with him, comforting him, with, with him, comforting him, giving him peace when he's in prison with Silas. And they're singing hymns and and they've been, you know, beaten and in treacherous conditions. But the Holy Spirit's there bringing peace, reassuring them it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. Isn't that cool? How many have known that? You go through stuff and the Holy Spirit is there with you. Every step of the way of every step of the way of every step of the way. So I'm going to pray. And the bands, um, you guys can just start singing again. But how about, they never know what I'm going to do. How about we stand up? If you want to touch from the Holy Spirit this morning, if you want to be powered up in the Holy Spirit this morning, I thought, I, th- I was thinking with the COVID thing, do we bring people forward? You just pop, pop your hand up or you just lift your hands and, and cry out to God and, and just be open to God and I will pray. And the Holy Spirit who is all powerful will come and put His hand on you and touch you. How's that? So lift your hands and I'll pray. If you want to know more about the Holy Spirit, you can talk to one of the elders or come and make an appointment. We'll catch up for coffee and talk and we'll do one-on-one prayer or whatever you need. Holy Spirit, I just pray you know what every single person here needs in their life. And I just pray that you move. I pray that people that need a touch from you will get that touch. Such a powerful touch. Pray for the gift of tongues in people's lives, the gift of prophecy upon people. Pray for the gift of healing to be imparted into people. Oh God, all the gifts. Father, we pray, Holy Spirit, just fall on people. Fall on people. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.